0: You're listening to Once, episode 197, Mother Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. We just finished watching this episode, Mother, which by the name of the episode, I would have thought this would have been great for on Mother's Day, because it was all about mothers, although one bad mother, one kind of trying to be good mother. Hmm. Cora! <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I it's think, been too long. Yes, I... You know, I was, I did a bad thing the other day. I was in the chat room, in the forums over at OnesPodcast.com. And that's where we do allow discussion about spoilers over there. And I just went there to post an announcement about our Once Upon a Time finale party in Cincinnati. Go check it out. com slash party. And in the chat room, I saw someone say something about Cora coming back. I just thought, nah, I, I, it must have just been they're hoping or guessing or whatever fan fictioning something like that i mm. didn't actually expect to see her again oh but that was awesome i thought you were kind going of... to say
1: that you went and looked at spoilers
0: no i do not because that would
1: that. have been bad
0: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have hurt you like that you're my you're how could i hurt you you're my only friend <laughs> but the whole quora thing really messes up a lot of stuff like, timeline-wise, uh, yeah, we can place it on the timeline, but if she found a rabbit and that's how she got out of Wonderland, then why was she so adamant about asking Jefferson how did he got to Wonderland and how she could get out? It just it doesn't fit anymore with that. So I think they're breaking, not necessarily breaking canon completely, but they are breaking certain rules, like it seemed that they had set up for a little while.
1: Yeah, uh... Because it doesn't seem like it would have been that difficult for Cora to just come back. And I don't know why she wouldn't. I mean, if she could do it that way, why would she go back to Wonderland? I mean, I guess cause be, because she had power?
0: Because her work here is done. I don't know. Mm. She likes to be the one in the background plotting, scheming, waiting for Hook to come and try and steal her heart.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't like know. all
0: the ladies out there. huh <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's worse for there to be a plot hole like, hey, why didn't Korra get the white rabbit to take her back? Or, no, actually she did. You just didn't know it. It always seemed like she'd been gone the whole time. But in reality, she came back to taunt her daughter again.
0: So I think the whole point of this thing in the background, uh, the flashbacks with Korra, was primarily to show us two things. One is to remind us of Regina's relationship with her mother and also to show us that surprise regina apparently took a potion that means she can never have a child well yeah which
1: okay so did snow yeah <laughs> so i mean these things are not necessarily permanent and uh well what you know okay so it it got regina to the point it was actually a pretty pivotal moment for her i thought the way that it presented on screen was a bit Strange. It didn't carry the weight of the moment. Regina realized in that moment, with Selena taunting her, that Operation Mongoose was not needed. And she abandoned it all in that one moment. And it didn't seem to, I mean, her words communicated it, but I don't think that it had quite the, I don't know. There was something that I didn't feel in her realization.
0: It does say a lot when you have the power to do something and choose not to.
1: Yeah. Although, I mean, she could have maybe said, ah, the only thing I want is to be able to have a baby. Except I guess she said she already has Henry, so who cares? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It It was a big moment for her. And then I thought Zelina was still going to manage to do something, but they underestimate the author.
0: Yeah, I figured, well, if Regina doesn't have the author do something, he's probably going to do something. I thought maybe he would change their stories because of his thinking of, it'll make for a better story if I write it this way. But instead, he went to Rumple, and now we have a new storybook, Heroes and Villains. So I think this could be potentially a setup for season five, or getting us there, where all the seasons up until now have been about the storybook once upon a time. And now the new storybook is Heroes and Villains that starts off with the words, Once Upon a Time. That was really cool to see. Which could have been, a, that scene right there, that is, could have been a season finale scene. But we still have two more episodes. Well, a one episode, a two-hour event, depending on how you want to look at it. Basically, we've got two more hours, but we have the finale coming up. And please join us for the finale at our party in Cincinnati oncepodcast.com slash party. We've already got several people registered to show up there. We made a little video showing you the space and promoting it. Go check it out. Oncepodcast.com slash party. Come be part of the event. That will be awesome. Especially with you there.
1: So awesome.
0: Oncepodcast.com slash party. So the next episodes I'm going to assume will be about the author changing these events and Zelina and this other stuff. Maleficent. Okay. Maleficent and Lily now reunited. Yeah. Uh,
1: hmm. The dragon lost her claws.
0: Yeah. So do you think this is suddenly Lily deciding, no, I'll I'll not seek revenge? No,
1: I don't. I think Maleficent was, I I, I don't know. It seems like she would have a little more residual anger. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, it was a little too much of a 180. I mean, they're, they're a little famous for their fast 180s on certain characters sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. I would, have, I would have expected to hear more, even if she's asking the Charmings for their help, which I can believe if she's desperate, she was just so good. Like there was no bitterness, no residual resentment or anger from someone who just said she would not forgive them. Yeah. There was no real catalyst arguably for her to make such a turnaround so fast
0: except for seeing her daughter and yeah. she underestimated her feelings of that moment.
1: And she did kind of explain that, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but she was sort of back to the maleficent that we saw in the cave when the egg was taken, which is I don't know, a little maybe a little too helpless for who she seems to be but i guess she kind of just goes back and forth on that she's an interesting character for sure
0: yeah and i think that we'll maybe see mother and daughter dragon team up and terrorize the town or <laughs> I something
1: i guess really i guess maleficent does have these moments since she's needed regina to get her fire back <laughs> literally and things like that so i guess it's not totally unbelievable within the context of her character yeah so, I mean, it's fine, but the whole reunion went a little differently than I might have imagined.
0: Speaking of getting the fire back, let me thank some people who give us our fire for the podcast. Hmm. David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, Tracy Anderson, Daniel Clark, and Tappenbird. Thank you very much for your kind contributions through our website and on Patreon. We really appreciate it. We could not do this podcast without you. Coming up very soon, we will be transitioning the systems we use for our donations, and we'll certainly email those who are signed up with one thing or another. But we would love to have your support, have you part of this, because we can't do this without you. We would be fireless without your help so we really appreciate every little bit that you can contribute check out oncepodcast.com sponsor to see how you can support once podcast and again thank you to our supporters for this episode david steve lisa tracy daniel Tappenbird, and our 15 backers on patreon thank you so lily's blood is apparently dark enough oh. and connected enough with emma That her blood Mm. can help change happy endings? Or do you think that's going to backfire? You know, magic babble. Blood magic.
1: I mean, fine, make it as complicated as you want, but you could introduce some of the concepts before the episode in which they're used. And I might buy it a little bit more. Uh, Well, yeah, you know, every time they shouldn't talk about ink. Like, I would almost be happier if they said, uh, you know, you just write with basic squid ink. So, no, all the, oh, the ink has to be charged with, with dark savior blood or actually kind of just the potential for darkness or, um, you, you know, charged with darkness somehow. Just, oh, and it's not as much as you might think. It's just a few drops, but it does dry up pretty fast, so you better write something. All those concepts were new in the statements where they were needed. This episode. And frankly, there again, I don't like the direction. Dark savior blood required for this. I, you know, maybe, maybe just have fairy tales and leave some of the twisted theological references out. That's my preference.
0: And the, it does seem like they're shortcutting some of the things that they've said before about how it has to be Emma's magic or her blood because she was the bringer of the happy endings or the writer of the happy endings in this world. Now they're circumventing that somehow, but that might be somehow related to this connection that Emma and Lily have, because all of the, they said, (laughs) they get so technical on these things. Sometimes it's ridiculous, but the ink had to be from the potential for darkness. It's like extract of potential for darkness, (laughs) And that was all (laughs) cast into Lily, and so they can get that from Lily, but still it doesn't jive quite with Emma being the person who wrote the happy endings, unless you consider that that potential for darkness was extracted from the Savior. So it's like extract of potential for darkness from extract of Savior.
1: From extract of Llama.
0: Yes. And it's getting a little messy.
1: Well, and they can't decide if they're talking about... Oh, I don't know. Smuggled goods or cargo containers that could hold smuggled goods. If I may make the analogy, is it the potential for darkness or is it darkness? What is in Lily? You it's know. driving me crazy.
0: Well, she seems to be all bent on revenge. And that seems to be, at least until the very end of this episode, she seems to be completely set on getting that revenge. and
1: Or, you know, burning herself.
0: I don't... <laughs> I wonder, how many villains are we going to have in this finale? <laughs> it's getting to be epic numbers, and then they switch back to Zelena. I was like, oh,
1: you. Uh, hmm. I thought the author was just going to write her out after all. Just go, nah, I liked the idea.
0: Yeah. All right, she's still around.
1: But honestly, the ramifications, the things that should change because of her absence, I'm glad they didn't even try, because that would be...
0: A disaster. Talk about
1: opening up plot holes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... We had a
1: whole half season with her. (laughs) Those things, if they didn't happen, there's a whole different show we should be watching, I think.
0: But it does make me wonder, what about the baby? The baby. If the baby is real.
1: I think Regina... Hmm. If the baby... Well, see, that's where it's a good thing Regina just stopped, because... I don't know. She's been a little bit villain-like the last couple episodes in her pursuit of having a happy ending and still not being a villain. Mm -hmm. You know, Belle's heart was way borderline. This was probably beyond borderline, so I'm glad she decided not to do it.
0: I can see that maybe while she and Robin were in that bar, which I'm pretty sure is the same bar where Emma and Neil talked back in the episode Manhattan... But I think that while they were in there, that's where they came up with this plan of, hey, let's help Zelina realize that she can't win, that this isn't something she can control, and let's cast her out or cast her somewhere, but let's steal her child? Is that what they're planning to do? No. I think...
1: Well, I think the whole thing is a little bit contrived anyway, because it's sort of... Like, well, I mean, these... Strange and different sorts of things actually do happen in the real world just because Zelina, through being <laughs> tricksy and false, <laughs> has a baby with Robin, doesn't mean that he's not going to be with Regina. I mean, why is this such a thing that they're resting on? Like, he's actually going to go be with Zelina because of the baby. Really? No, it's not that's not how that works. And if Zelina is crazy and unfit as a mother she's not keeping the child anyway so like what is the big deal
0: yeah i really would doubt crazy zelena actually wants to be a mother right she i think just wants the baby as a revenge tactic and here it sounds like robin and regina have basically disarmed her in some way i mean from their description of sending her somewhere very far far away either a different galaxy like star wars reference or something like sending her to another realm somehow although they can't quite travel to different realms yet
1: or maybe just the dungeon that was the best moment of the whole show <laughs> oh he's here <laughs> it was so dramatic <laughs> who knew there was a burning dungeon under her castle
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: It was it was so matter of fact. She just sort of waves her head. Of course, like I really, don't know.
0: And, and that is the other <laughs> point of showing us these flashbacks is to show us Regina's conflict with finding the one, which ended up not being truly the one. It's just <laughs> you know, the drunk sheriff that hits on old ladies. Right?
1: He's not anyone's one. He was. Oh, he's the biggest creep that I think the show's ever had, possibly.
0: Yeah, he basically hits on every woman he sees. (laughs) I think that we're getting to see a little bit of a flip perspective of what we've seen previously with Once Upon a Time, where Emma was the child that was ripped from Snow and Charming, so they didn't get to raise her and have all of those parenting moments with her. And now we're seeing it instead of from the hero perspective, from the villain perspective with Maleficent having her child back but never having gotten to raise her as a child. It's that sort of parallel. And I'm seeing more and more parallels that are pointing us, I think, in this direction of heroes and villains being what the season five theme might be.
1: Well, they almost make it like they're starting another show.
0: Yeah. And the TV show heroes did that actually once where at the end of one of the seasons, it showed one of the villains again And then it led into what the next season's theme would be instead of being heroes, the next season's theme was going to be villains, even though the show is still called Heroes. Hmm.
1: So, okay, this whole blood and ink thing, it only requires this darkness, darkness, whatever to write happy villain, happy villains. (laughs) That's, that's the name of the next (laughs) spinoff to write happy endings for villains, as though that's a rule that the author cannot overcome without some kind of trickery he can't write a happy ending for a villain it's just not allowed because i'm assuming it isn't always the case that the ink that writes all the stories is made this way
0: i don't think it's something like that i think it's because of emma being the bringer of happy endings in this world and so thus the author has no power because she's the one that brought the happy endings, not the author like uh, in the other worlds.
1: I, I see her as part of the story. Right. She is a character in the story. Like,
0: ah. Uh, uh, she, she's both a character <laughs> and sort of the creator or a creator of the story uh, or a brainer of happy endings. Sure.
1: Okay. Which somebody wrote,
0: apparently. Yeah. And speaking or of. Or
1: recorded. That's an important yeah. distinction.
0: And speaking of writing happy endings, did you know there's a way that you could learn how to write happy endings or create happy endings with movies and audio production and other cool things or maybe find your happy ending by learning a great new skill to help you in your personal or professional life or even just your hobbies? It is lynda.com slash once. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash once. This is where you can go to learn from tens of thousands of great courses, hundreds of thousands of hours of excellent content presented very well to teach you the things that you want to learn. You want to learn video production, business skills, accounting skills, web design, programming. You want to make your own mobile app or something like that. You can have the happy endings app where you just press a button and it gives someone their happy ending. You could do that. You can learn how to do that. Go to lynda.com slash once to sign up for a free 10-day trial check it out i think you'll be amazed at the quality of these tutorials this is so much better than you could get anywhere else on the internet just browsing trying to find part one or trying to find someone who knows at all what they're talking about or keeps the tutorial up to date because you know software changes new versions and stuff so go check it out at lynda.com slash once for a free 10-day trial check it out try it out for free you have nothing to lose I really think that you're going to like it. That's lynda.com slash once. And for everyone who signs up, it does help support the podcast. So if you're just sitting there thinking, ah, uh, I don't want to sign up, I'll just sign up some other day because it doesn't really matter if I sign up. No, it does matter if you sign up. When you sign up, it helps support us. And I think you're going to be amazed by what you can learn too. It will help support you. So check it out at lynda.com slash once. And thank you, lynda.com, for your support. I'm excited about where this is going. I know we've got a lot more to discuss with this episode, and we'd love your feedback. I'll tell you more about how you can send your feedback in a moment. But I really felt like, besides the end of this episode, I really felt like this episode was just moving the story on a little bit more, and then the cliffhanger, or that thing to get us excited, was that moment seeing a different book. And here's what I wonder, is that other book that Isaac is starting to write, the book that he mentioned to Regina that he was once thinking of writing, and that's where that page came from. So is that page of Robin and Regina kissing from this book somehow before he wrote it, or like this is what he would have written in that book?
1: I don't think I understand it being a separate book. Is it book two? Is it an alternate universe? Does the alternate universe slash story superimpose itself on top of the original? Or if we see these things happen in a very simplified string theory way, does the original story still exist? And those people, do they still exist with their original endings? Only now we're watching the alternates with their messed up endings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if anything changes, will they know that it changed, or will they just suddenly be in this new environment where? Or because they're they different,
1: has that always been their reality?
0: Yeah, right. <sighs> I um, could, I could see it being fun either way. I, I mean, I feel like they've already done this thing where nobody remembers who they are, and so I, I kind of don't want to see them do that all over again.
1: I hope Regina appears and burns the book before he even writes another sentence.
0: <laughs> that could be.
1: And then takes Rumpel's downer. heart and then kind of laughs. Um, the whole... that So that's another thing, another concept that has never been a thing before, which now apparently is... Oh, Stiltskin can die, but not the dark one.
0: Right. Well, okay. we kind of saw that before, when rumple was poisoned from hooks hook i remember um, he was dying but cora back then had said stuff about oh if we don't catch him before he dies then the dark one power dies evaporates, with evaporates yeah evaporates but she didn't really fully understand the dark one existence so she could have easily been misspeaking on that point it was the ink but what happens to Rumple when Rumple dies but the dark one continues? Does the dark one thing is it like the mantle of the author that it just passes on to some other person whoever's standing nearby? Oh, imagine the the author as the dark one. That'd be horrible. Mm-hmm. He can well. change he has all magical power and he can change things. It's like that evil guy in the DuckTales movie getting that gem and sticking it on top of the lamp and getting unlimited wishes. Yes, I know. That's very, very niche.
1: Wow. Mm. <laughs> and old. Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, I can see that happening, although it's not what was indicated tonight, but I can still see it happening.
0: All during this episode, I was thinking, Rumpel's going to die. Definitely, he's going to die. And we have a poll on our forums where people are voting to say whether they think he's going to die, whether he'll die but be reborn somehow, or whether he will just continue on living. In this whole episode, I was thinking, yeah, he's going to die until the very end. And it's like, oh, well, okay, maybe not. Apparently, the author is on his side since the author went back to Rumple to help him.
1: Well, Rumple was the one who could give him protection or what? Entertainment? Power? Yeah. Regina didn't want him to
0: do anything. True. So he must have felt like... Ah, forget this. I'm not going to help you, even though you were protecting me. I'd rather go with someone who actually wants my help, (laughs) who appreciates me as an author. Oh, I want to manipulate. And we would appreciate you as an author if you would send us your feedback about this episode. Email it to feedback at oncepodcast.com and put in the subject line, mother, the name of this episode. And you can also call and leave your voicemail feedback at 903-231-2221 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at com. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, PocketCast, Instacast, Upcast, Downcast, Everywhere castcast wherever you can find, find podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And we hope to see you at our finale party in Cincinnati, Ohio or just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm really, really Excited about this too. And it's not Meet. just a party. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the weekend if you can make it. Yeah. We'll start with dinner uh, at a nearby restaurant. Then we'll go back to this room that we have reserved to watch the finale on a nice big screen TV. And then we'll record the podcast there in the room. So we'll have a microphone for you where you can come up and be part of the podcast. So you can let us know your initial reactions to the show right there as we're recording the podcast. And then we'll have the response from Hunter, Jacqueline, Aaron, Jeremy, and myself in our upcoming full discussion after that. But we've got to first dig more into this episode, and we'd love your feedback for that. So all that feedback and contact information is at oncepodcast.com. Please share this episode with everyone you know by going to oncepodcast.com slash one ninety seven and connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the ramen noodle.
1: I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleagon. That's P H L E G O N.
0: And join us for the finale party, support the podcast, all of that cool stuff at oncepodcast.com. And until next time, I'm not weak, and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Also check out lynda.com slash once to learn something awesome.